everyone, and welcome to a new episode of our DMP Academy podcast. So this podcast series aims to inform and inspire marketers at all levels. So we're going to invite super exciting guests who work with the world's biggest brands to chat about their strategies and ideas. And today we're going to talk about Google Analytics 4, the new version of Google Analytics, and we will get some first-hand insights from our certified TMP partner on how to approach the GA4 migration and what there is to know about it. My name is Stephanie. I'm a data and measurement partner account manager at Google, and I'll be your host today. And I'm here with today's guest who has a lot of experience with Google Analytics. Marius, it's so great to have you with us today. Would you mind just sharing a little bit about yourself and giving a quick introduction? Thank you, Stephanie. Hi, everyone. My name is Marius Michalczuk. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Conversion, which is the first Polish company that specializes in digital analytics. When it comes to my uh, analytical background, I graduated from statistics. Uh, since that time, I have been working with different versions of analytics. Back in the days, I started my career working as an econometrician, preparing predictive models for ATL advertisement. Shortly after that, we founded Conversion, when uh, we have been supporting our clients in reaching their business goals with the use of their online data, and it has been uh, already for ten, more than 10 years. Wow, so you've got like 10 years of experience in digital analytics already. Yes, that's true. It's actually been 12 years. Uh, we founded Conversion in 2010. Wow, now that is a very long time. That's true, especially when you consider that digital analytics itself, it's not a much older industry. That's really impressive. So you must have seen the entire development of Google Analytics right from the start. Um, I'm just thinking, can you maybe give us a little information on the history of Google Analytics and the background? Because I know we often get the question why there was a need for a new version of Google Analytics and perhaps a look at the past and the history from GA1 to today will maybe shed some light on it. Yes, yes, sure. That, that's no problem. Uh, when it comes to me, I have been working with Google Analytics since its first version, I mean GA1. Looking back in the timeline, Google acquired Archin Analytics in 2005, but the technology had been developed by Archin Software Corporation much earlier. The company itself, I mean Archin company, it was already funded in 1995. So we are actually speaking about the digital in analytics industry that is almost 30 years old. It's hard to believe, isn't it? And when we started in 2010, most of the companies in Poland were using GA2. Some of our clients still had Arch Analytics installed, but most of our consulting was dedicated to the second version of Google Analytics. GA2 was funded in 2007. And think, I think that this 2007 really is the key year to better put upcoming Universal Analytics Sunset in perspective. In 2007, not only GA2 was released, but it was also the year when the first smartphone came out. And this was a kind of the kickoff for Universal Analytics, or GA3, as we call it today. Mm, yes, this must have been like a very big deal back then in 2007. And correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the fundamental and really groundbreaking changes was the analytics uh, tracking code, wasn't it? Yes, its name was, wasn't accidental. Uh, Universal Analytics was supposed to be tracked to not only desktop users, but also mobile ones, including mobile apps. Kind of what we have with GA4 today. 
And this was the first time Google Analytics stressed SDKs, I mean software development uh, keys for mobile uh, software development kits for mobile app tracking. It was 2012. That's so cool that you were part of this entire movement. This must have been such an interesting time back then. Yes, it was. I still remember that in the following years, when smartphone adoption was rising steadily, at almost every marketing conference in Poland, people were talking about mobile marketing. I remember that we were wondering and asking ourselves a question, is this a year of mobile? I remember such question was asked very, very often. Looking at it now, I don't know which year was actually the year of mobile, but in the meantime, Google acquired Firebase in 2016. It was a tool used to build and wrap mobile apps. And in the following years, Firebase took over the tracking part of Google Analytics and Google Analytics for Firebase emerged. It took a new look at app users tracking. Together with that, in 2019, SDKs for universal analytics app tracking were sunset. I think that's so interesting. So that web and app and how to best combine it already was a hot topic back then. I'm just wondering if Firebase took over the tracking part of GA, like why couldn't Google Analytics for Firebase remain the primary tool for mobile app tracking? I'm pretty sure many of the listeners and including myself, of course, wonder why there's the need for a new Google Analytics for them. <laughs> that's a very good question. Despite the fact that our online activities have the same general goal, data from app and web, unfortunately, didn't align with each other at that time. Mm, so you mean they could not be measured in one piece or within the same journey? Yes, you're right. It was impossible to track the same user with the same set of metrics and dimensions. And as there was a great trend in mobile app usage, especially in e-commerce, there was a need to align tracking to a one paradigm. This is how app and web property was created. It took the data model from Google Analytics for Firebase. And that is the events data model you're talking about, right? Yes, that's right. This is the event data model. It is much simpler and much easier for scaling infrastructure for digital analytics tracking. What's more, it allows you to employ statistical algorithms like machine learning more easily. In 2019, the new Google Analytics property type was announced as a Google Analytics app and web, which later was rebranded to Google Analytics 4. And about Google Analytics 4, nowadays we everyone, everyone talks. In my opinion, it isn't just a new version. It's a completely new tool. That's why we can say that the new era of digital analytics began with the announcement. Yeah, I think that's a very good point because the interface of Google Analytics 4 looks quite similar to the one from Universal Analytics, but it actually is a completely new tool. And yeah, it is like a new era, as you said. Mm, so looking into the history of Google Analytics and its early stages with Urchin and Firebase, the main reason for moving to Google Analytics 4 was the increase in mobile usage um, then and the need to find a way to get insights into the full customer journey across devices, across websites, and across apps. Would you say that that was the main driver for coming up with a new version of Google Analytics, or is there anything else? Yes, among other things, actually. There are several things that were catalysts for the change as well. A simpler data model allows to use machine learning algorithms. Connecting such big data sources to mathematical solutions gives us more, more, much more powerful insights about our users. 
And this kind of analysis actually doesn't require any knowledge on quantitative concepts. So you don't have to be an econometrician. All you have to do is to understand its outcome in the form of metrics like predicted revenue or probability to churn. On the basis of such outcomes, we are able not only observe our user's behavior, I mean, what's already happened, but also predict it and know what is going to happen in the future. And who wouldn't like to predict the future, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's absolutely true. And really having the possibility to include predictions based on machine learning is definitely one of the most important benefits of GA4, in my opinion, as well. Maybe let's take that point you made on the analytics maturity and maybe shift our focus a little to the actual migration process, because I think the aspect of transitioning to GA4 is like super, super important. Mm, so taking into consideration all of GA4's benefits and the fact that universal analytics will sunset next year, do you have some recommendations on how to best prepare for the changes and the switch? Or maybe you would like to share your approach that you're taking with your customers as well. Sure. We have been conducting dual tagging projects since Google Analytics 4 was officially announced in 2019. You probably know, you probably know what I mean by dual tagging, but just to be sure. Dual tagging means using both GAs, Universal Analytics and Google Analytics 4 at the same time. Early in this year, in March, we changed our approach and no longer focus on the dual setup, but the GA4 configuration and development first. So you've been one of the early adopters. That's very great to hear. Could you maybe elaborate a little more about what you mean by focusing on the GA4 configuration and development? Like, does this mean that you're fully using GA4 already? It means that we concentrate on GA4. Nowadays, when a company asks for a Google Analytics audit, we only run GA3 health checks and check during them the most important things like view structure, settings, filters and goal configuration. Whereas the main effort of the project is dedicated to GA4 configuration and tracking. This transition actually, I mean from GA3 to GA4, is a very good opportunity to look through our current tracking in Universal Analytics. Because from my experience, most companies don't pay enough attention to data quality. I would say that such data quality checks are done from time to time, like from an audit to an audit, Whereas, from my perspective, this should be rather a constant process. Mm, that's also my experience. I feel like many companies are starting to use this transition as kind of a, yeah, I, I would say a spring clean, a spring cleanup mm. to really reconsider their current structure overall. Um, I really think that the audit part that you mentioned is very interesting. And I'd like to highlight that a little more. Could you maybe break down the steps you take for such checks and audits? like? What does the process look like, for example? Because I'm pretty sure it would help many listeners to get a better idea of where to start and which steps to take. Let me walk you through our approach step by step. So uh, for, for, for the first, step one, we usually start with a business workshop. We meet with all business owners who are interested in online data and map their needs in terms of user behavior. Then in the step two, we help a client work out their business needs and set which user's actions should be tracked. We work through all their needs and map out uh, current universal analytics configuration. And on the basis of those, those uh, these two steps, first discovering the needs and then deriving action items, we prepare step three. 
in the step three, there is a final tagging plan for GA4 setup. Uh, actually, this is a list of uh, quick things also that should be fixed within GA3. When you do this kind of exercise within your company, I recommend starting with small steps in terms of tracking first. Don't do it all at once. You should start with the most important tracking, basic interactions like page view, login, registration, and of course, purchase. This should be your priority. Huge tagging plans usually roll out over months of implementation, whereas this data should be working for you as soon as possible. Mm, spot on. So taking it one step at a time, identifying the needs first, and then really deriving action items. So the tools work with and kind of like mirror the organization best. I must say that this sounds a little easier said than done sometimes, especially since organizations differ so greatly and no two account structures and setups are the same. You've mentioned the tagging plan in relation to that. Could you maybe advise a little more how you approach that? Mm -hmm. It might sound difficult at first, but tagging plan is a kind of map of how your digital analytics implementation will look. We use Google Spreadsheets to draw this map. Let's assume that everything you have already been tracking in Universal Analytics, you would like to configure in GA4. So do just the translation, migration from GA3 to GA4. How should you approach this? First of all, remember that in GA4, the data model is a little bit different compared to the one in Universal Analytics. In Universal Analytics, we have hits. Two of the most popular are page views and events. You have to translate them into the Google Analytics 4 data model. Mm, and every interaction will be tracked with an event where you will kind of like specify its name and additional parameters. And I think you can add up to 25 custom parameters to an event specifying your own parameters. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. And there are two approaches in terms of this translating. Uh, as a first option, you can name parameters in GA4 taking names from the default parameters in GA3. Then parameters in GA4 will be named respectively, like event category, event action, event label, etc. Another option is that you can build personalized names for parameters, which actually describe what this parameter is about. Let me give an example. When in GA3, we have an event label that shows the size of clothing added to the basket, Let's say that we have an event category equals to product card, event action equals to add to basket, and event label shows the exact size. For example, let's say uh, this is XL. Based on that, instead of naming parameters in J4 as an event label, event category, and so on, we would call it just size for, for, for the actual size. And the exact interaction would have the following parameters like event name equals to add to basket, and size equals to XL. The second approach might take a little bit longer, but believe me, it will pay off during data analysis process. Yeah, so the more work you put into the preparation and the detailed setup at the beginning, the smoother, of course, then the transition will be later on. Is there anything else that business owners should remember when implementing GA4? <laughs> yes, fortunately or unfortunately, that is not all. 
<laughs> I thought so. <laughs> yes. I mentioned before that GA4 was developed to simplify the language of users and user behavior. The tool does the job in terms of metrics and default dimensions. We may not forget that all events and parameters, of course, that we add should have corresponding names, no matter whether it is web page, mobile app, smart TV app, or point of sale app. When the same action can be taken within an app and on the page, for example, please make sure that your name of this action and corresponding parameters have the same values between app and web. If you don't do this, you, you simply won't take the full advantage of the tool. As with anything in life, starting is the hardest part. But remember, planes burn the most fuel during takeoff. <laughs> I like that saying. I might actually steal this one day. <laughs> <laughs> Begin mapping your needs, look for your current analytics setup, and take agile approach to the implementation. You will see results very soon. That's one thing you can do. Another one is to push yourself to intentionally choose the GA4 interface more often than the GA3, of course, in terms of data analysis. This will prepare you for the future that will come in July 2023. It's, it's very human nature, and uh, I feel the same, when that I prefer familiar system to a new one. So it may, it may take a bit of discipline to train yourself towards a new one. I know people who fully removed universal analytics tracking to force themselves into using G4. I, to be honest, I don't consider that to be a wise approach, but everyone has their own way. If this is something that, uh, that will help you, do it. No matter how you choose to start, keep calm and take care of your Google Analytics data. If you have further questions, please reach out to me on LinkedIn. I will be more than happy to, to help you, to assist you, and to recommend you on Google Analytics. That wraps it up very nicely. Like, just get the ball rolling. It'll all work out. And like you said, there's always the partners and the Google teams to support too. Marius, thank you so much for your time today and for all of your insights. I learned a lot, and I definitely have more perspective on the entire evolution of Google Analytics, for sure, and on the need for GA4. It's been so great having you here today and I hope we hear each other soon again. Thank you so much. It's been it's been great chatting with you. Have a nice day. <laughs>